All right. We are ready to go, Venerable. Oh, hello. How wonderful that we can meet in this way. Wherever and whenever you are, that is, whenever you listen to this call, may the wisdom potential within your life, your experience, be revealed and arise as ever more skillful and joyful methods of accomplishment. Today's topic is, Whose Dream Is It? Looking upon the words of the ancient people who walked the Americas, it is said that the children are looking at us and the eyes of creation observe us through the eyes of the children. And uh, from the teachings of Long Chempa, you are the eyes of the world. What does this mean in terms of the dream? All appearances are indeed a dream organized in accordance with our view. The wise person develops clear insight supported by compassion and care for all. Understanding that to awaken in the dream is to see that we are not separate. All appearances, moving edies, dancing winds arising from space, the human birth, an incredible opportunity. How precious. Each person we meet, a reflection of the vast and wondrous grace. May grace be revealed in our hearts as kindness and respect for one another, the environment. May all recall we are dreamers arising from vast space. This idea of dreaming has given forth many explanations in the view of non-recollection, the relative experience. It may appear that the trees, the stars are something outside of us. And when we sit quietly with a heart of appreciation and we sweep away the dust of confusion or regret, the mirror of the mind reveals all appearances arise from the heart of wisdom within each being, each moment past, present, and future, dancing in the now. How do we recall and understand this wondrous dance? Consider each of us like a diamond, myriad expressions of light, reflections displayed, as our view and experience through contemplation and meditation the mirror becomes clear 
and we begin to understand the dance of appearances arising. How wondrous and precious the gift of life, the element of the trees, the wood element, sings and reveals each moment planted in the now. Dance ground, earth a holy ground, and we are grateful for this dance. Wind, spiraling energy, giving opportunity for the mind's vision to be expressed. Whose dream is it? It is ours, and through the dance we see clearly interconnection, the interdependence of our forms arising, yet inseparable from the dance. How wonderful. Agoe, agoe, long, long time ago, a great being walked the Americas. We call him the Luminous One. He walked and came to remind us that we are dancers in the dance of life. How wonderful his messages of caring for one another and understanding the interdependence of the stars, the earth, the wind, fire, water, air, and every being that shares this dance with us. So he who walked the Americas with an open heart and wondrous hands left his handprint in stone in many places to remind us that mind and matter are interconnected and where we may perceive something solid, there is ultimately space and the form of the solid is guided by the grace of the good heart. So let us energize the seed of wisdom, compassion, let us recall we are one in the dance. And now I would like to read a little something to you. Uh, you are the eyes of the world is the text. It is uh, by Long Chen Pa and translated by Kennard Lipman and Merrill Peterson. Snow Lion Publications, published in 2000. Wake up and find out that you are the eyes of the world. Wake up now, discover that you are the song that the morning brings. The play of experience. All experiences and life forms cannot be proven to exist 
independently of there being a presence before your mind, just like a lucid dream. All that is has me, universal creativity, pure and total presence as its root. How things appear is my being. How things arise is my manifestation. Sounds and words heard are my messages expressed in sounds and words. All the capacities, forms, and pristine awarenesses of the Buddhas, the bodies of sentient beings, their habitations, and so forth. All environments and their inhabitants, life forms and experiences, are the primordial state of pure and total presence. Not realizing that everything is nothing other than the manifestation of one's mind is called samsara. Without understanding me, the creativity of the universe, by investigating the phenomena that I manifest, you perceive everything dualistically due to your attachment and longing. In permanent operational things, they'll fade away. They are aimless like a blind man. Accustom yourself to this non-dual reality, where the duality of mind and that which appears before mind are like a dream. All that is experienced in your own mind are the unique primary reality. They cannot be conceptualized according to the cause and the effect of systems of thought. Investigate your mind's real nature so that your pure and total presence will actually shine forth. Contemplate these words. How is it you in this very moment listen to these words? What within you calls you to explore? Is it the seed of awakening? Experience. Rainbows spiraling energy at the heart center. Consider the dance and the voice of creation echoing within. sound of creation. It's musical sound of jubilation 
its visceral experience of energy form arising. Never have you been separated from the vastness of space. As an explorer wrapped in a cloak, you explore the potential, momentarily forgetting the vastness of your heart. And as an explorer, considering the potentials of thought, word, and deed, How do you speak and act the energy of appreciation? Contemplate, consider the gifts you receive. Observe the flow of generosity, rainbow circles, energy, and song of appreciation for the earth, water, wind, fire, every being that appears in the dance of life. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. As you examine your heart, consider what is this concept of I, son of, daughter of, friend of, Observe the dance of relationships. Mother, father, continuously creating within and throughout. Choose to energize. Wisdom, compassion, skill. Let the appearance of separation be pacified, purified. Consider an alchemical display, subtle fires burning within, fires that generate and transform. Offer to the fire any sense of pain, shame, blame, confusion that oneself and all may recall. The elixir, 
a sweet taste. Dad remembers assuages and washes away illusion. Feel this elixir sweeping within as rainbow light. Give thanks. How wonderful. Consider what you shall manifest in the dance. Consider the gifts that flow through you arising. Offer these gifts. Looking behind, consider the lessons learned. And in the heart, perceive the ideal of awakened, skillful, loving action. How wonderful, marvelous, and in a flash, through your open eyes, aware heart, fully present in the now, awaken within the dream. Hey, 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 hey. How wonderful. And this concludes the actual lecture teaching portion, and as you complete your contemplations, any questions that arise, please write them down and we will together explore the answers arising within. Anyone who has a question, star 2 to raise your hand, or you can type in a question.
We have uh, a cautious raising his hand here. Yes, Jennifer. Akash uh, is raising his hand here. He has a question. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Akash. Oh, brilliant. I've tried to write this down as clearly as I can. And what I've written is that I seem to have the understanding that there is a part of the mind that believes in separation, which is responsible for the forms arising within the dream. And in this dream of separation, it, it appears that God is not in the world. So how do I reconcile this with the fact that there is nowhere that God is absent? Whether we call the presence of this vast awakened intelligence, God or mystery or mind, the appearance of it not being in the world through focusing and observing upon observing the external display, one can think there is no support for the appearance. Uh, actually, when one examines their own heart and considers the biodynamic dance of the sunlight upon the skin, the breath of the trees caressing us and supporting our lives, we begin to uh, unwrap the shielding of the heart's direct perception through first giving thanks and considering and analyzing the circle of our own breath. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone who's on the phone and has a question, star two to raise your hand. If you're online, you can type in a question. Venerable, one question that often comes up with spiritual students is they seem, sometimes people have a challenge connecting to joy. So if we're dreaming this dream, why would we dream a dream without joy? That's a wonderful question. And people forget that they are the dreamers and the attention upon uh, the suffering without recognizing the jubilation uh, literally hinders the heart-mind's perception. So um, hidden in the deep recesses of the brain, and this also is a continuation of a cautious question, Hidden within the deep recesses of the brain are stored um, emotions 
And all those stored emotions in the amygdala uh, initially were not fully integrated as energy packages of transformation can literally stiffen the threads of perception. So the shield that one places around the concept of I and the heart's clear perception, it also becomes occlusions in the threads that weave the robe of our life. So we can call this condition view, or one may call it uh, scar tissue. The awakening begins as we unravel those hidden messages and offer what may be uh, the holding of anger, fear, or judgment, offering it that oneself and others may be freed. The changing of the patterns in the body-mind are also supported by physical and spiritual practice. So yoga and ecstatic dance are ways in which uh, many seekers unravel the old song and the old codes of reaction and find their way to union. Thank you. Thank you so much. Star two, if anybody has a question, like to raise their hand. And you can type in a question online in the question box. We have Kasi raising her hand here. Kasi? Yeah. Yes, thank you so much for what you shared with us today, Venerable. You're welcome. My question, I think it goes along with Akash, is what are some signposts that one is awake in the dream rather ah. than sleeping? Some signs of awakening in the dream can be experienced as deja vu. Oh, I've been here before. Thus seeing the projection and anticipation of the mind, giving rise to the next day's situations. Other examples of awakening in the dream are sensing the energy of the environment, and the awakening is also expressed through feeling internally the hard expression of those who are close to you or those you have deep relationship with who may be afar or present in the moment. You might say it is uh, a growing awareness of the unspoken signals that are shared. Um, Another sign of awakening is the 
impulse to uh, change the way you have responded in the past. Um, it can be experienced sometimes as impatience and also uh, increased sensitivity to electromagnetic fields and changes in the sleep pattern as well as uh, change in the desire of, for particular foods or the putting away of certain foods. So the awakening, it occurs on the physical level through the intention to see and understand and the unwrapping and unraveling of the myriad threads that has woven the fabric of one's own life. And so first there is the commitment to see, and then as one is observing, it is clear that, oh, there are um, certain hindrances that can be transformed and the hindrance of um, dislike, the hindrance of fear, one examines them as if they were threads in a tapestry and looks to see, well, what is the basis of such fear? Occasionally it becomes apparent that the fear may be based on the sense that something will be lost. In the Cherokee perspective, we say the only true fears are loud noises and falling down, and other fears are the what-ifs that are created by our minds. So this transformation of fear as a hindrance, it becomes courage when we consider the tireless flight of a bumblebee, going out, finding the right pollen, the wisdom, nurturing luminosity of the pollen, bringing it back to the heart, of the hive and strengthening and building the community of the bee family. In a sense, it is the same for the very cells of our bodies. Each cell in our body is also intelligent, and within each cell is a, a generator, the mitochondria, like the stars supporting the life force and the exploration of life and also revealing to us uh, agreements of the cells to come together to explore. So this dance of exploration is Understanding every living being has mind, consciousness, every living being 
has intelligence, the photon itself and the subatomic particles also are carriers of information and intelligence. So one begins to understand this gift and make appreciation that we are in the flow. For those who feel separate, consider first the gift of the trees, and as you exhale out, offer that voice of appreciation. And so one begins to restore the clear communication of heart, body, and mind. And that's just a bit. That's very helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we have Shan raising her hand here. She has a question. Hi, Venerable. Good. Hey, so Shan. good to hear your voice. Thank um, you. I was wondering um, if you would share with us about awakening through dreams in the dream. Yes. There is a practice among the Aniyunriwa and uh, practices among other indigenous people and practices uh, in Vajrayana Buddhism that are related to awakening in the dream. In the way of the Aniyunriwa, to awaken in the dream is to first understand that water is a antenna carrier of information and also an antenna to make more clear communication with our original state. Mm -hmm. Not that the original state is fixed, it is that the water carries the first song and through connecting with that first song it then reveals the medicine within each experience. So in the awakening and the dream practice, one holds a glass of water and gives thanks that from the, the coming forth of stars in space and the birth of water is an ongoing grace in which we are all bathed and this pristine water, while it may appear to be muddied by the turmoil of emotion and experience, that also when it settles, its pristine clarity is revealed. Mm -hmm. So that water is the first reminder. And so one makes a commitment that this water is medicine. May this sweet water remind me of all that is and wash away the dust of attraction and repulsion that I may see clearly things as they are. <coughs> as this sweet water flows through me, May it be medicine, revealing the original song. 
as this sweet water leaves my body as perspiration, may it be an air of appreciation, medicine on the wind, sweeping away the projections of the mind. May this sweet water wash away the adhesions of clinging to the concept of self-separate from the dance. May this sweet water, as it flows through me and reaches the earth, carry apology for the errors we have made to the earth to one another. May this sweet water return to the stream, carrying our song of appreciation that medicine flows. So that is the first part of the awakening in the dream exercise. Then reviewing the day and considering that uh, how well you uh, kept your uh, commitments and should you notice that you may have uh, neglected something in your mind, you make correction and you dedicate that correction that all may recall the dance of reconciliation. Uh, then you place the water beside the head of your bed or upon your shrine. And as you go to sleep, you make the commitment that as my body rests, I dedicate even the time of sleep to activities that are awakening, purifying, energizing the wisdom potential in every being and situation. And so, with that in mind, you then make the aspiration that where there are deserts, where the water of remembrance is hidden, May I, in the dream body, raise my hands to heaven and draw forth the sweet rains from the sky of remembrance, nurturing and seeing what was once desert bloom with fruits, foods nourishing for the wisdom seed and skillful activity in all. And so some people may do this practice for years and some three, four months, and they are in the dream, body well-rested and aware of the layers of mind. And in this moment, hands are risen to space, sweet waters falling, desert coming to bloom, then there is the aha. And then upon awakening, one takes note of the information that has been shared through the dream. So one can also observe the layers of the mind in relationship to the elements. So the element of wood, the tree, that connects us to earth and the sky, and also the body's ability in the liver to synthesize and the 
mind's ability to observe the wisdom of patterns and particulars and bring activities that are uh, beneficial, uh, this is one support in the practice. Then considering the earth as a, a great treasure and that the very treasure of our walk upon the earth is also a jewel within each of us. And we recognize the fire, whether it is the fire in the earth, the sun herself, or the subtle, uh, the different types of fire that we know as electricity, magnetism, that the fire we understand as an emotion and also an energy that builds, takes down to rebuild. And so what appears as confusion is also offered uh, to the fire that the internal alchemical response born of mother wisdom and father skill meeting in our hearts then reveals what was once antipathy becomes compassion and a recognition that all of creation is a song flowing through our hearts. So there are many layers. Whatever are the emotions, whatever are the experiences in someone's life, they are actually opportunities and sometimes tools to open the treasure chest that one understands clearly that there is no need to hope for or wish for and that we put aside that concept of clinging and we joyfully accept the dance of creation and the universal abundance through offering the prayer that all have what they need. Then I'm awakening that water, that glass, is again held to, now held to the sun and taken outside and offered as a medicine. May all beings have what they need. May they have the skillful methods to transform strife. May they have the medicines that dispel illness. May they have a safe home. May all beings have joy, 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 and more joy. And so that's a synopsis of the dream practice in the Ani Yunriva tradition. Is clear? Very beautiful and very, very clear. Thank you so much, Venerable. You're welcome. So, Venerable, we have a question from Lars in Germany who's written in, Dear Venerable, 
After having worked with sacred geometry for about one year, I feel as if my body is much lighter and more connected to all the world around me, as if my awareness had changed a lot. But on the other hand, I feel more and more drawn into so many different spiritual teachings that I feel a bit overloaded. My question is, can spiritual awakening also mean losing awareness of clear signposts on my path towards awakening? Thank you. Love and blessings. It is true that the process of spiritual awakening can be uh, like an information overload for some. And the exploration with sacred geometry in a sense, is a re-attuning to the process of creation. The wise practitioner choosing the medicine that is their best support for seeing things as they are, uh, observes and studies until they find that point of resonance, that which, aha, this is clearly resonating with the heart song within and allow that to become a path of exploration. Thank you so much. And Molly has written in, she says, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to explore together, Venerable. Can you please speak more about some of the different traditions, as you mentioned, Kundalini Yoga, Tai Chi, Sacred Dance, etc., and the internal processes that happen on subtle and energetic levels with the meridians and channels as thought forms and conditioned views are unraveled? Thank you. Yes. So we'll begin with... Uh the physical forms. Um, Kundalini Yoga, it is a exploration of the channels and pathways within. And as such, becomes a method for unwrapping uh, the knots that um, preserve uh, the concept of I and also, for many, are the basis of uh, karma's result. So, when doing kundalini yoga or other breathing and stretch, stretching yogas, because many cultures have different types of processes, all to make apparent and unravel the concept of I as separate from the universe. So the internal process is supported by breathing and also movement so that the unhindered spirals of the dancer rising uh, move freely. And so from concept from the moment one is born or conceived actually the 
two channels of the mother and father arise and that information is stored in the physical body as eight uh, seed cells of vitality in the sacrum. And this is more according to the tradition of the Aniyuriwa. And so uh, healers would look at a person's lower back and uh, navel area to see what are the lessons they are here for. Um, some people do not initially feel the inner threads that weave their lives, and it may take a cathartic um, moment that there is then a sense awareness of, oh, this body is composed of myriad elements, myriad spiraling patterns that arise from the mind and its projections. So in the physical forms, including um, uh, martial arts, until one moves into the the heaven realm developing of the subtle body, there is a, a development of vitality to uh, break through the conceptual views and to also transform the uh, karmic winds and uh, adhesions of concepts and or karmic patterns that are stored in those channels. And so uh, the physical dance, it is revealing um, suppleness so that there is less grasping. And as that suppleness is revealed, there can arise a sense of a heat and for some physical longing. And as that appearance of physical uh, longing arises, then there is the opportunity to observe the mother and father wisdom within and to allow it to rise through each center. So, uh, in the concretized view, many have the experience as, of body and physical appearance as all. And as the awareness expands in the body-mind, then one begins to connect, oh, universe elements supporting this physical form. And that support of the physical form is through the five elements. And um, these five elements, including sound vibration, uh, they reveal how the emotions in the present are connected with the past and uh, potential futures. And so, for the wise practitioner, uh, there is the aha 
mind and matter emotions are connected, and at the same time the awareness is perceived of the elements and their associated emotions. Say, what are those emotions? So, um, the fire, love, hate, the air, uh, skillful action or grasping, the water, clarity or confusion, the earth, um, abundance or stinginess, uh, the fire, love, hate, the, the center of it all, rainbows from whence myriad appearances arise and yet undisturbed by the appearances. And so the spiritual practitioner uh, through physical yogas then allows that energy to arise and reveal the consciousness of grasping at I, them, and us, and also the point of preservation. Uh, the cells of the body, they have indeed uh, an intention to explore and to maintain uh, mindfulness of that exploration. And so, these uh, cells of the body uh, keep us safe, so to speak. Um, and what is considered safety is also supported by uh, the conditioning that is stored in the midbrain, um, which some refer to as the limbic system. And the stargate of our vast reference is also stored in the midbrain and yet is stored everywhere. So as this concept of separation is unwrapped, more and more apparent is the connection to the myriad forms. And thus, the dance of magnetism is revealed as um, attractors, repulsors, uh, infinite possibility. And thus, we can observe the emptiness of the appearances and at the same time, energize the remembrance that the physical body has direct contact and is inseparable from this ongoing creation dance that we contribute to it. So many people then uh, go through a process of restoring uh, the right song. and. Uh, for some, the first step is just to have internal perception. And uh, so one takes note of how the breath moves through the body. One takes note of the body's response to sound. One takes note of 
the qualities of perception. Then this uh, physical dance reveals, oh, through the magnetism of mother and father, it is love that is the cohesive dance. And thus arises very deep compassion for every sentient being. And as we understand how every being longs to have a safe place, uh, to have good work, to have good relationships, and we also hear the cries of those who are refugees wandering through conflict, then uh, great compassion arises and we send forth a prayer of appreciation that we are here as explorers and may there become apparent in every expression of the dance the means of remembrance, the dance of transmutation. And we then connect with the ideal of awakened, spiritual, intelligent, physical activity. And so this ideal, like a magnet in the Aniyumiwa tradition, we think of it, and also in uh, esoteric martial arts, we think of it as um, stars, our connection to the stars above. And the connection to those stars are also gateways into states of or abodes of awakened beings who support the remembrance of our unity in the dream. So uh, then giving thanks for that awakened presence and dedicating our body, speech, and mind to expressing that awakened presence in our own activity and exploration. Uh, then acknowledges this cascading wave of communication. Uh, so that is a place where different traditions meet. And in uh, so one can understand things as they are uh, and be awake for themselves. Yet the greatest awakening is the dedication that all beings recall their luminous and awakened state and dedicating our activity as such. So when you look at acupuncture and the ways in which uh, the life force energy moves through the body-mind, it becomes clear that some things are more supportive. So when 
one overworks, then uh, the replenishing or the time of restoration through contemplation, meditation of the dance is important. What is restored is the uh, recognition of the unbroken song. So there are many ways people find their heart and ultimately for every being it is through observing their own body-mind. So some may look outside first for a savior and then through the ecstatic dance of life itself it becomes clear all this is arising within and we are not separate. So the acupuncture meridians, they also arise at that moment of conception and they are a reflection of, in terms of dualistic view or, excuse me, relative view, uh, then the past shapes the present. And in the relative experience, the present shapes the future. In the ultimate experience, they are happening now. Oh, what was that? Are you there, Jennifer? Yes, I'm here. Just having a slight technical difficulty, but everything is being recorded and you're, everybody is hearing you perfectly. Okay, good. So, uh, having the human body is an incredible opportunity. And the dance of life, the walk through life, and all of the experiences we as humans share are not separate from this ongoing dance of creation. So that's a little Molly. So, Venerable, we have uh, Chris raising her hand here. Mm -hmm. Hi, Venerable. I don't know if this is totally on the subject, but um, I spend a lot of time in the garden. And right now I'm uh, plant I have poppies that I planted and a whole bunch of seeds have come up. And when I transplant them, there's so many that I wind up discarding and then in the same topic um, my girlfriend's husband chose to cut down some very large trees and they were kind of like almost friends you know these trees had to be close to 100 years old or whatever and is there a, a um, ceremony or something you do I mean he cut them down he said to leave 
the light in, but we thought he really we would have liked for him not to be so um so much done. Is there some there's you know, there's some connection with it in nature that we have to discard some of it and and there's a sort of a, a pain connected to that. Um is there some prayer that you use or process uh a ceremony yes, to yes. um Yes. First, it is good that you notice the relationship of all living beings. That, yes, the trees that are cut, they cry, and the flowers that are discarded, they also make a sound. So when, before one does gardening or one does pruning, it is wise to we make an offering of cornmeal and or pollen to the trees uh, and we give thanks for the life force they share, the ways in which they enrich life upon the earth and we uh, ask their permission uh, to cut them down. If that hasn't been done before one may make apology afterwards, and uh, the offering of the cornmeal and or pollen is a way of saying, I treasure what you have given, and I honor the medicine that you supply for life, and I offer you this, this cornmeal, this pollen, that more tree beings may be nourished and sustained. And uh, often we explain why. Um, then to plant for what is taken down, to plant two more. Mm-hmm. And if there are um and i I guess you do uh, something similar to what you might call a weed when you're weeding your garden you well, would before, do... uh-huh before entering the garden, you say to the living presence that some refer to as divas uh, your beauty and grace are appreciated, and that your beauty may grow and glow. I come to this garden. I offer my hands and my heart to nurturing the life force in the environment. And whatever is cut shall return to the earth as compost nurturing more wisdom, skill, plants to grow. Mm-hmm. That's that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I do. I do. I ask the the garden angels to come with me, but I will preface it with this um, prayer invocation. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So we're uh, very close to time here, Venerable, and I have one more question since no one has 
written in or uh, is raising their hand right in the second. Uh, you talked about doing the daily review before. I wonder if you could speak a little bit more about different things that we might notice that could be corrected uh, and how to correct them in that review. Yes, the daily review in a sense is a way to uh, sweep away the dust that could become a, a magnetic attractor for results that are not supportive of your wisdom, skill, remembrance, awakening. So as you're preparing and reviewing the day, you might notice that uh, you spoke to a person unkindly. So in noticing that, you make apology to that person in your body-mind, in your memory field, and you also make the commitment that I shall take care with my words, that my speech illuminate and not obfuscate or not cause harm. Um, another uh, thing that someone may recognize is that um, you you saw a situation in which you could have offered something beneficial. For example, in your walking to and from work, you may have seen um, someone who was hungry or begging or sitting there looking um, depleted. Um, so with your heart-mind, when you pass people who seem to be caught in the wheel of suffering, but your heart offer a prayer that they find their way to the source of all medicine and the healing of appearances that they have what they need. So the important act is to recognize and correct any time we may dehumanize another human being. This process of dehumanizing by making invisible or thinking less valuable actually hinders uh, life force in one's own body-mind because they're all connected. So that's another example. Um, you may have had an intuition uh, and you chose to ignore it and later found out it would have been beneficial to heed that intuition. Then as you review that day and see that appearance, Make a commitment to be mindful of the heart's direct information flow and commit to responding to it. And those are just some of the ways in which we can review the day. Um, 
also uh, many have a code of conduct. And so as you review the day, you can review, did I keep my commitments? And if not, you take notice and make corrections. Like that. Beautiful. That's so helpful. Thank you so much, Venerable. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to our time here. May the wisdom potential in every being flourish and grow. May each one who is listening to this call in the present or the future understand that they are one in the dance of creation. May the seed of wisdom mind and skillful activity flourish and grow and good medicine be revealed for all. Thank you. I'd like to give the long life prayer offering. Great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini, may your life to Haniyawahu ever remain firm and long. Thank you, Jennifer. I do want to mention before we go that His Holiness Chetseng Rinpoche will be visiting us shortly. And he, um, this, it's an extraordinary event. And also there are some fundraising uh, this fundraising going on by the community that we may make this uh, available to as many people as possible and to make a great offering to him. And are you still on the line, Molly? She had written in, so okay. uh, she's not on the phone. Uh, so do visit sunray.org. And uh, I believe it's heartofcompassion.com to see a little bit about what we are doing and uh, uh, whatever support you wish to share will certainly benefit myriad beings. So, Jennifer, thank you again for uh, inviting me for these electronic communications. <laughs> And uh, may there ever increase joy and abundance in your life and all you do. Thank you, Venerable. It's such a blessing to all of us. Thank you so much. My joy and pleasure. Bye for now. This recording is part of a series of teleclasses with Venerable Dahani Iwahu. Venerable Dahani participated as a guest facilitator in Reverend Jennifer Hadley's year-long Masterful Living course. For more details and information, please go to beautywayproductions.com. <laughs>